This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International. I want to welcome to the program, Warning. I'm also the president of Eagle Saving Nations. Go to my website, worldministries.org, worldministries.org. Join Eagle Saving Nations. We're trying to save America, and America is under attack. Now, I've done four messages, one on demons. The second on demons are organized. Third, can Christians have demons? And the fourth, the etiology of demons and people. Go to my website, worldministries.org, and look up these four, because we don't have time to recover it, but it is fascinating. We answer these questions. Worldministries.org, my website, click TV radio, and you can watch all of them. Now, we want to talk about mediums, charms, fortune-telling, etc. today. Again, I'm using the Bible. I'm using uh, courses that we have here on World Ministries International. Uh, one, two actually taught by Dr. Roos on Advanced Deliverance 1 and 2. That's Dr. Drew Roos. Uh, I'm using other material, again, on this subject of demons, like the Steps to Freedom in Christ by Neil T. Anderson. I've cast out a lot of demons out of a lot of people. And uh, we need to understand how dangerous they are because most people no longer recognize it in America. 50 years ago, way more pastors were understanding this, this evil force and teaching on it. Today, you can't find too many. One of the greatest deliverances of which I've ever been a part of occurred in Hot Springs, Arkansas. In the afternoon... Deliverance service was being held at Lake Hamilton. A young 13-year-old girl was thrown on the ground by a demon. Now, I've watched this. I've had it. My father cast out demons, and I, I watched him when I was five, six, and seven in Hawaii. The minister worked for, with her for several hours, but things only became worse. At one point, the demon punched a grown man and knocked him to his knees. The minister called the girl's father to rebuke the demon, at which point the demon began to curse. Now, do you understand that if a demon is in, in this 13-year-old girl, <laughs> by rebuke, you know, trying to correct the, de- the, the girl doesn't stop the demon, you act like she did it on her own. The father tried to put his hand over the the daughter's mouth and the demon bit him so hard it drew blood from his hand. I asked the girl be brought upstairs to a private room that I might minister to her. 
I wanted to minister to her privately because there, there was so much fear among the 50 or so people there. The demons were drawing strength from this fear and were not getting weaker. People that know me, if you, if you work with me, I do not let other people in the room that have spirits because they'll draw strength one from another. It's just like where two or three are gathered together in my name. Okay, there's strength with the Holy Spirit. It's the same way the other way around. You separate those people. The woman co-pastoring the church assisted me in praying for the girl. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, we began to make progress. I remember in Singapore, I shared this last message, although I didn't finish the story, in our prayer meeting on a Friday night at Church of 5,000. We had 1,000 people praying, powerful prayer. We had pretty good prayer last night at World Ministries International around a bonfire. That's Friday night. But uh, a thousand people praying and I watched the person leading the prayer and all of a sudden a beautiful young woman got up from her chair and started to dance around this pastor leading it. And I discerned this is not a normal dance. This is not a dance worshiping God. This is seductive, seducing. So I got up from my chair. I walked to her. Again, this was clear back in 1986. I'd retired from the SWAT team early 1985. I thought, well, let me just put a hold on her that nobody will recognize. I have a police hold on her, and I will escort her out of the building against her will. And so I went and put my hold on her, but uh, I did not take the demon inside of her seriously enough. She clamped down on my arm clamped down with her teeth. I did not scream. I felt like it. I got her out of the meeting and it took several people, I don't remember how long, prying her teeth off me. I had teeth marks of this demon-possessed girl for a solid year. She just about took the flesh right off my arm. I mean, I have pictures of it still. Here's her whole teeth imprint. Shoot, Dr. Mike didn't need an x-ray, just look at it. Dr. Mike, he's a dentist here at World Ministries International. But you gotta take demons seriously and people possessed with them. Again, I thought I was just gonna escort her out of the building, get her away from there, uh, cast out demons in another building, and they cast out demons in another building. I took care of my arm. And it took them hours. I can't remember I, if they said they had to work on her six, eight hours. Previous Hindu lady, again, Demons inside of her. Christian. At age 12, the girl had gone to a party at the house of a friend whose mother was a witch. They laid his 12-year-old girl on the kitchen table and put black shoe polish on the sides of her head. The mother and three junior witches then began to speak curses into the girl. She was then raped by a member of the friend's family. She began to drink, smoke, curse. She was finally taken over by the demon spirits. Okay, the etiology of diseases, the etiology of demons and people. The deliverance prayer lasted about 45 minutes from the time we brought the girl upstairs. The Lord Jesus Christ set her free. She was in service that night and testified she was giving her heart totally to the Lord. There's a lot of people that have been victims and they don't even tell their parents and they grow up and have nothing but problems can't keep a marriage, go from spouse to spouse or boyfriend to boyfriend or girlfriend, 
because of spirits controlling them because of some incident, including rape. You can go to a counselor all you want. That's not going to set you free. Demon powers move through forms of the occult. Many Christians today wear good luck charms around their necks or wrists. Many read their horoscopes daily without realizing they are giving demonic world an open invitation to attack them and their families. You're seeking help from the demonic world. What do you think a horoscope is? Is it the Bible and the Holy Spirit? You're seeking another source, an evil spirit. Romans 6.16, do you know that if you surrender yourself to anyone to do his will, you are the slave of him whom you obey, whether this is that be to sin which leads to death or obedience which leads to righteousness. The right doing and the right standing with God. Who do you surrender yourself with? Some people surrender themselves to people that are not worthy to be surrendered to. They're not worthy. They're all messed up. They're immoral. They curse. They lie. They're demonic. They drink. They do other things. And you surrender yourself to them? Smoking is a good example of a manifested spirit of bondage. <clears throat> when an individual takes his first drag on a cigarette, his body totally rejects the smoke. He coughs, he gags, he snorts. God is trying to tell him right then that the cigarette is not good for him. After a time, the individual can smoke without coughing. He can, at this point, choose to stop smoking at any time he chooses. <clears throat> However, there comes a point in time when he says, I can't quit. Something then says to him, no, you don't. So, there reaches a point he can't quit or he tries to quit. But the spirit inside says, no, you don't. At this point, he has a personality which is not his own. Many have many different forms, different types of personalities because they have different spirits living in them through various types of sin and entrance. If he does not yield to the voice of this power, it makes him shake, jerk, quiver, etc. In plain English, he acts like a nervous wreck. He has become a slave to the cigarette. Yes, it's a demon, not just a habit. Jesus did not give these things fancy names. When the demon leaves, the desire to smoke is gone because the evil companion is gone. I remember a man, Bob Peterson, He's in our ring of honor. His picture's right here on the piano of people that served with us till they died. Crossdresser. I won't go into the whole story. Friend invited him and me at his house, not telling us who each other were. He knew I was moved prophetically. He knew his friend was a crossdresser. At the dinner table, Thanksgiving, lots of people. He asked me to pray. This is not normally the time you go after demons and people. I started praying, and then all of a sudden, prophesying prophetically, I looked at him straight in the eye. I said, Bob, take those earrings out of your ear. I said, meet me in the other room. I went right for his heart, went for deliverance. I told him in two weeks after I led him in repentance, in two weeks. Now, he was a chain smoker, like three packs a day, several packs of beer a day, you know, that's like 12 to 18. I said, in two weeks, you're going to try to smoke, you're going to try to drink, you're going to get instantly, deathly ill, and you'll never touch it in your life. Two weeks later, he tried it, and he deathly got sick, instantly broke. You know, as 
demons and others were removed out of his life. He was with me till the day he died. He was no longer a cross-dresser. He was straight. Everybody loved him. He served God till he died. Instantly delivered of a 30-year habit. Three packs a day and, and up to three of those six packs of beer a day. That's a lot of money you wasted. But he was hooked. And he was into cross-dressing now. And God knows anything else. But he was set free by somebody that looked and had the courage from the Holy Spirit, looked right at him at the table, get those things out of your ear, meet me in the living room, and I went right at him. He said, no, he watched it. That's what he was hoping for, but he didn't tell me. He was hoping that this man would do what I did. Now, mo most people, you know, might not want a scene at their Thanksgiving dinner table. Better not invite me. But he got his results. Bob was set free and became one of the most loyal pillars in this ministry. I loved him. 2 Peter 2.19. They promise them liberty when they themselves are the slaves of depravity and defilement. For whatever anyone is made inferior or overcome or worsted to that person or thing, he is enslaved. Who are you enslaved to? Do you need deliverance? Who are you enslaved to? By the millions, who are you enslaved to right now? Who can't you leave? You know you should leave. You can't leave. You are enslaved. You need deliverance. There's a life for you, a future, a destiny that's beautiful. Why do they get results in AAA or AA? Alcohol anonymous. Why do they get results in Teen Challenge regarding drugs? Think back to the definition of a demon, a personality, looking for a place to express itself. It has nobody, so it wants to use ours, our personality. If we fast or if we are forced to fast for a long period of time, the demons become tired of waiting and leave to find someone else in which to have fun. A demon of alcohol cannot have fun if the individual is forced not to drink. Again, Alcohol Anonymous, Teen Challenge. A Teen Challenge, if you get yourself admitted into that by your will, your choice, they will break you. You will not be drinking. They'll cut you off from everything. You will come out free. A demon of alcohol cannot have fun if the individual is forced not to drink. Withdrawal is really manifested. Demon screaming, yelling, crying, because they are not getting their way. You see this in... Teen challenge. Peace immediately comes to the individual upon the demons leaving. The spirit of bondage can take many forms. The following question covers some of the person's places and things which put individuals into bondage. Are you in bondage? Are you married to a good husband or not? If you're married to a good husband or wife, great. If not, maybe you're married, is in bondage. Maybe you're a slave to the wrong person. Maybe you're in, in a job that is the wrong type of job. I interviewed a banker on my program not too long ago, very influential one, had banks in 18 states, but he had his priorities wrong. It was business, family, God. Then he got in trouble. Business, family, God. He got in trouble, went to prison. Now he says, God, family, business. He became a slave to his business, out of order. 
Sometimes you can be a slave to your children. They can run all over you. That's not right. That's not right. Grown children running over their parents, misusing them, abusing them. Can be a slave to the wrong style of living. Some people are a slave to their demonic power they possess. I've interviewed so many witches and warlocks that have come out of that type of bondage. One in Jamaica where his father could shape shift, move into a black panther, go into the villages and kill people. This is real. Totally set free. Broke from the past. He's a top bishop now doing a deliverance ministry, a deliverance ministry in his big church. Very good at it because he came out of it. You know, people that come out of it really are pretty good at it. <laughs> Maybe you're a slave to ambition. I said, that, you know, God will judge the pastor. What are you in it for? Are you in it just to make money, uh, promote your little business, but then it's time to retire so you can go fishing? I mean, <laughs> weren't you a slave to extending the kingdom of God from the beginning and, and you didn't preach to get their people's ties? You preached to, to save their soul from hell, prepare them to meet Jesus? Isn't that the motive? You can be a pastor and a slave wrongly to your business, which then is your church. And you look at the people as your giving units. What can they give? I don't want to speak the truth. I might scare off my big givers. Well, you're, you're in it for the wrong motive, pastor. I think you better get out before God judges your soul. You're already going to have to repent. Are you a slave to anything but God? Unless we're a slave to God, everything else can become an idol. If you're a slave to any of these things, you're under demonic attack, you might be in need of deliverance. Galatians 6, 7. Do not be deceived and deluded and misled. God will not allow himself to be sneered at, scorned, disdained, or mocked by mere pretensions or professions or his precepts being set aside. He inevitably deludes himself who attempts to delude God. For whatever a man sows that and that only is that what he will reap. Powerful statement from the Bible. People who habitually blaspheme, mock, and use unclean language should realize they do these things a demon is speaking through them. One way demons come into you by different partners you have. The demons in those partners enter you when you have sex. God would not be mocked. Ananias and Sapphira mocked God, the Holy Spirit, tried to lie to the apostle, and they both fell over dead. God will not be mocked. He said he had been visited a man by an angel. This man did not get his deliverance. That told him many things. The profanity of his mouth was terrible. I was assisting another brother in this deliverance, but came to the point at which I could no longer take the profanity, blasphemy, mockery, and excuse myself. The man left without having received deliverance. It was as though he had been turned over to a reprobate mind. Although we had compassion for him, there was nothing we could do for him. He had apparently chosen to give his free will with totally over to demons, and God chose not to deliver him. Matthew 12, 31 through 32. Therefore I tell you, every sin and blasphemy, that is, every evil abuse of injurious speaking or indignity against sacred things can be forgiven men. But blasphemy against the Holy Spirit shall not and cannot be forgiven. 
Whoever speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but whoever speaks against the Spirit, the Holy One, will not be forgiven, either in this world or the age to come. If we continually reject the Holy Spirit and mock the Holy Spirit, finally, we cannot be convicted of sin. If we can't be convicted, we are dead. We're the walking dead. When conviction can no longer reach you. We need to review our lives. I talked about the etiology of diseases. We look at our family history, religious history of parents and grandparents, home life from childhood through high school, history of physical or emotional illness in the family, adoption, foster care, guardians. Make sure that rejection is not following that person. Eating habits, anorexia, compulsive eating, bulimia, Addictions, smoking, drugs, alcohol, gambling. Prescription medication, what for? Some people just want to keep taking it, taking it. Take. Some doctors get hooked on their own prescription because they can have access to it. I know a lot of doctors that have ne needed deliverance and had to break their drug problems. Sleeping patterns, dreams, and nightmares. Rape or other sexual, physical, mental, or emotional abuse. Thought life, obsessive, blasphemous, condemning, distracting thoughts, poor concentration, fantasy, suicidal, fearful, jealous, confused, guilt and shame. Need deliverance. Mental interference during church, prayer, or Bible study. I can't just get anything out of it. I don't know what was said. My mind went blank. Emotional life, anger, anxiety, depression, bitterness and fear, worry. Spiritual journey, salvation, when, how, and assurance other traumatic experiences. Do we need deliverance? The word of God applied can deliver. Some people without strong demons can self-deliver themselves through obedience to the word of God. Many need help. You've gone to the point you need help with somebody that will help you. But you can be set free. You can be Set free. Every failure in your life is because of prayerlessness. Think about that. In order to pray effectively, you must give your prayers quality time. Jesus, facing the most important temptation ever in the garden, getting ready to be tried by Pilate and the others, beaten, whipped, scorned, taking his clothes off and Basically raped, hung naked, murdered, tortured. <clears throat> Went to pray, and he asked his disciples, will you pray with me? <clears throat> Showing you the importance of having others join you in this spiritual battle. Join me in prayer. Jesus himself wanted support. How did the disciples fail him? Wasn't the spirit in them? It was a flesh that wasn't disciplined and they wanted to go to sleep. They failed him. They wanted to sleep. It's my time for bed. We need quality time praying. Pray to show yourself approved unto God and study a workman that needs not be ashamed. Study and prayer go hand in hand. James 5.16, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. A righteous man, those that want to serve the will of God. 
Remember, demons recognize who's trying to do it. I know Peter. I know Paul. I know Jesus. Who do you think you are? I've had people try to do it, and the demon turns around and tells them their sins. Guess what? That person just lost. I know who you are. Demons know that. That's why some demons are not afraid of other, not afraid a bit. They know you can't do it. You're wasting your time. I've had pastors try to do it. Pastor Hanson, did I get him out? And I looked and I knew they did not have the anointing or the righteousness to get the demon to stir. I went over there and started casting demons out. They manifested, doubled over. This was in a large church not far from here. Over a thousand people. And started vomiting. He wasn't afraid of this other pastor, not a bit. Laid there comfortably. And the pastor thought he got the demon out because theoretically, I rebuked him. <laughs> he didn't know what he was doing. He didn't know what he was doing. John 1.12, that word power actually means authority. You have to have authority. Worldministries.org, worldministries.org. Go to my website. Look at these messages on demons. We need your prayers. We need your support. It's down your local station. You can have deliverance. You can have it. Call my office, 360-629-5248. Or find a good church with a pastor that knows what he's doing. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.